0: So the experience. Matthew six, nine, and ten. Again, let's go to Matthew chapter six, verse nine and ten. I'm going to push on on what we have been studying since the month of November. Pray like this: Our Father in heaven, may Your name be made holy, kept holy, hallowed be Your name. That's may Your name be made holy. May Your kingdom come soon. May Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then we'll get to all the other ones. Give us this day our daily bread as we move on. But this is where uh, we've been on. So, I've been summarizing this. Let me quickly uh, tell you. The first one, our Father, which is in heaven, we said, we're talking about experiencing uh, heaven on earth. We said the first thing is, and make sure that you embrace heaven's realities. Our yeah, Father, in heaven, in heaven. Make sure you understand that there's a reality beyond uh, this physical reality that we are in heaven our father in heaven so there's a there's a heavenly realm the second one encounter heaven's ruler your father our father is a personal experience a personal experience father means source sustainer originator so you know it's a personal experience so we seek a personal experience with the father then number three may your name be kept holy engage heaven's reverence. You know that was these things that we're talking about working with god requires you treating them as important as heavy making them your pursuit making them your focus making them your desire making just making them heavy uh, and part of how we show you know how much worth and value god is to us and the things of god is to us is what we call worship is what is called worship so you know, we worship Him. We honor Him. We will, we, we live that That's you know, engage heaven's reverence. And then, your kingdom. May your kingdom come soon. May your kingdom come soon. Elevate heaven's reign. Elevate heaven's reign. Employ it. Elevate, you know, call heaven's reign. So we talked about what the kingdom is. The kingdom of God um, is God's domain where He rules. Where you know He exerts it's powerful influence. So when He says come on the earth, we're saying that we want that rain to break forth into our affairs. And Jesus taught us about the kingdom and he told us what the kingdom was that, you know, when God breaks through to heal people, that's the kingdom. When God delivers people from uh, demons and oppression, that's the kingdom. I talked about the kingdom of God being righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Wherever, you know, there's joy, whenever there is a peace whenever there is alignment with god and righteousness and all that that's the kingdom of god that's the kingdom of god so the kingdom of god is a reality that when it comes upon the realities of this world it begins to push the darkness away and begins to release light begins to cause the earth to be conditioned to look more like heaven you guys get that so it makes the heart conditioned to look more like heaven it makes our lives it makes our hearts and that kingdom is among us already. Like Jesus said, he said, the kingdom of God is already among you. So it's already moving. It's at hand. That's what he was saying. You know, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's close by. It's, you know, it's all around you. And I, I, you know, I, I began to talk about, uh, the fact that the kingdom of God is, you know, is something that is already present in this world, right? And it's already moving in this world. Even when, Even in in those days, when when Jesus Christ, uh, when the Lord Jesus Christ began to proclaim it, what happened was that we turned away from it. So that's why Jesus said, repent, right? Because the kingdom is at hand. Because that kingdom that he's talking about is what is actually keeping everything going. Do you understand? That's what's keeping the sun, um, you know, showing up all the time. The earth is rotating, revolving. It's what... That keeps the birds of the air, feeds the birds of the air, what keeps the plants, what keeps, you know, the ecosystem going, what keeps all these things that we see every day. We've been using them for years. Our fathers use them, mothers use them, our grandfathers, great grandfathers, forefathers, the same thing, the same sun, the same moon, the same, you know, I mean, just the the old system. There's an intelligence in the system, you know. There's an intelligence, and you can see it when you, when you walk, you know, when you walk around. Like, there was a the time I was walking in the just walking in uh, nature, and um, I saw, you know, this uh, very close right, right there in Chicago. I saw the birds, like the ducks, you know, the way the ducks, so they will, they will go on the water, and then before you know it, they will go on the field. When, when one leaves, all the everyone will just start flying, and suddenly, when they are flying, they just form a kind of formation instantly. <laughs> How do they know who's supposed to be here? <laughs> like we supposed to be on this side and uh, we're supposed to be on this side and they don't eat one another and it's not like they wait and then they, they uh the captain says okay you go there you go there you go there they just all do it at the same time Whew. and then you just see them all aligned all aligned and then i was like why are they, they, go, then they fry, they're eating they're always eating what are they eating it's like their mouth is always what are these people eating in this same place what are they eating the kingdom has blown some things there for them from somewhere do you, you see how you know bees pollinate and uh propagation and all this stuff in nature there's an intelligence you see animals that they will they will fly from they said they will fly miles, thousands of miles from one region. So, when it's coming to winter, they'll fly to wait. It's warm on the earth. And then just before, you know, they'll come back again. The migration and all that. And then, you know, wow. What an amazing world we live in. But it's God sustaining everything. He upholds all things by the word of his power. So, Jesus was trying to tell us that, you know, if all those things are happening and those birds don't worry, they don't do anything. Don't you think it's going to take care of you too? So seek first that kingdom and its ways of being, of being and of being right. That's what righteousness is, ways of being. You know, that was aligned with it. That's what I want me align with that kingdom, align with his way of being, and then it will flow naturally. Those birds and those animals, because they don't have what we have, that will to say no, they don't offer resistance to it. Right? So it takes care of them. But we, we need to adjust to, to, you know, it's ways of being, a ways of doing. Just be in alignment, be in alignment with him, and that kingdom will take care of us too. So the less resistance resistance that you put up, the more you see the kingdom flowing in your life, the less resistance, the less you worry, you know, the less you complain, the less you struggle. The less you strive, the more the kingdom will flow. You need to learn that secret. I've been sharing it for about three weeks right now, but I want everybody to get it before we move into 2021. That the more active you are, the more active you are, when I say active, active in your mind, active about your life, active about, I got to do that. The less God is. Be still and know that I am God. This is not teaching laziness, right? We have to be diligent, but we're talking about, you know, we're talking about laboring in his rest, in his and laboring in his rest, walking in his rest, rather than laboring, you know, out of his rest. The more relaxed, well, I have discovered that the more the things that have the most, you know, I used to bother I me mean in those days that the things that I put all the most effort in were less successful than the ones that I didn't put in as much effort. The ones I didn't worry about all the time, they were very successful. So I began to learn it that even in the ministry, I discovered that the things that I enjoyed the most, the one that I, that I didn't really, didn't really think about much was the one that was easy to do. And also that the one that I was thinking, 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 thinking about is the one that had the most problem. <laughs> Man, I used to worry about, you know, finances of ministry and all that and this and this and that. Until God taught me that thing, right now, I don't even lose a sleep over ministry finances. And, and, you know, and what I discovered is that it just keeps flowing from. Me. It just keeps flowing. It just keeps flowing, and it just things just keep getting taken care of, beyond what is necessary. And I discovered, wow, man, if people can just get it, even in our life, I discover that the less the less emotion that you put on money, what are you gonna spend? How do you get it? And everybody's like, what's going on? The more of it flows. I offering less resistance. So I've decided, I said, I don't argue about money. I don't, like, I don't do anything. Once money, is this, this? You know, you can negotiate or not. Is this it? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. No, no. You will move into a flow of the kingdom. It will always come at the appropriate time. Your daily bread will be met. Which is the next prayer. Your daily bread will come. Hallelujah. Are you guys getting it? You need to relax. You need to have more joy in your life. You need to allow more peace in your life. You need to have more fun in your life. The more fun you have. You know when Jesus said the kingdom of God is like little children, you know what he meant? Huh? Leave little children in this place. Just leave them. If, if we're not having service, if they, if they are truly themselves, that chair will be all upside down you know, all this communion element, they will turn it into a game. Let's play a game of communion. They will start, they just invent it. You all used to be like that, but you've grown up now. You've grown up. And now that you've grown up, you've lost the kingdom. (laughs) You've lost it. He said, he brought the children and placed it in front of them and said, this one, this is it's, except you be converted and become like little children, you will not. <laughs> you know what? What, what is he enter the kingdom? How did he say? You will not see the kingdom of Zola or something like that. Except you become, I become like little children. Little children are always joyful. They are easily. They easily forgive. You see them fight, and then next thing they are playing again. It's adults that fight and they don't talk to each other for years. You two children, their fight is like for a moment. <laughs> and then the next thing they are playing again. We can learn a lot from these kids. The expression of the kingdom, they are very open. They are very open. They have a pure heart. They have a heart. Children have a heart that is not judgmental. You have to teach a child to pre- to be prejudiced. Children are not prejudiced, they don't see white or black or, or green. They just play children. Parents have to pass it to them. Racism has to pass all those things will be passed to children. No, children come with a prayer. Jesus is saying we need to return to that. You need to get to the point where you look at everybody and look at everything. You look at everything and you are just you are just you just have that joy about everything. And I'm gonna show you today from the word what I'm talking about. So number five is employ heaven's release. Employ heaven's release. Employ heaven's release. Please let me put a time, the timer there, put that timer up. Employ heaven's release. So he says, as it is in heaven, pray like this. He said, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there are some things released already in heaven that we need to employ on earth. So that is what I've been talking about, um, where I've been talking about how to experience open heaven. And I said, I'm going to give you, I'm giving you <clears throat> almost 30 years worth of lessons. In these lessons, I'm teaching you. This is, I'm teaching you, I will say it's responsible for <clears throat> 99.99% of my own life. And even people that I learned from and I follow, These things that I'm sharing with you. And they're not hard. They're very simple. You just have to practice them until they become, they become a natural lifestyle. It will take you from wherever you're coming from and bring you to a, a realm of life that, um, that is just different. Heaven on earth. was say heaven on earth. you there? do so, so, open heavens. I explained to you what open heaven is, right? Open heaven is... I've used many scriptures. And like I say, go to Glow, Pod, Glow Podcast with Dr. Lam on any of the platform. Go to our YouTube page. Go to our Facebook page. And you will get all these messages for free. And listen over and over. Subscribe to the podcast and it will come to you just on Mondays. You'll get it so you can listen. listen, You know, and you stay on your phone. So so that I don't have to uh, to be going back and f- back, 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 back. You know, so, but you know, I was saying that um, I told you what open heaven is. Open heaven uh, is a place where we already dwell as believers because we're sitting in the heavenly places with him. We're, we're sitting in the heavenly he- realms, right? Heaven is where we already dwell. Our spirit is there. But what we want to do is want to bring it to the earth. So we need some kind of opening for it to come on the earth. Um, so God told us that he will open, Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 says he will open the storehouse of his bounty. Open the heavens to send rain to a land in season. You will lend to many nations. You will never borrow. You'll be the head and not the tail. Above only, and never beneath. So, somebody who is experiencing open heaven is experiencing abundance. Is experiencing the ability to bless nations. You're not just lending in terms of money. You're lending your skills. You're lending your. Oh man, man. I mean, I just wanted to share this. We're experiencing. The, we're experiencing. I'm telling you, we're experiencing a time in this ministry that we have never experienced before. Even though it's a coronavirus, there's just a lot going on in the light Government Center, in the church, and so on. We are actually at a point right now where we're lending to nations. I'm saying we are lending to nations. We're lending to nations. We are incorporating things in nations. We are, we are sponsoring projects in nations. We had our national leaders' meeting uh, for the Leading Light Network on Friday um you know they were showed they showed it um on the pictures of the week you know and people from different nations coming and they'll be sharing what has been happening through the leading life training with the people and what they are doing and you know i got one today you know a project i'm like man you know when god says you will learn to a nation this those things are real they're coming to pass they're coming to pass we're learning to leaders of nations where. That is a that's for your life. I want you to tap into the same thing because we are moving to that stream. Do you get it? We're into nations, even in the city of Chicago. We're into two nations. We're touching people of different nationalities through what God has blessed us with. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, you were with us in Mandate yesterday. Was that encouraging? You know, hearing the testimonies of those people and all that so we're learning to nations and that's a promise of God that's a promise of God it's that when the open heaven is upon you you become a lender you become a lender I will make you the head and not the tail verse, the verse 13 you'll be above only and never beneath you'll always be on top you'll never be below verse, verse 13 of Deuteronomy 28 you'll never be at the bottom you'll always be on top you'll always be on top You will never be at the bottom. That's open heavens. Malachi 3 verse 10 to 11. So bring all the fights into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to take it. I can't take it (laughs) anymore. Too much. Too much Too much, oh, excess love. Yes, too much. I'm not be I've, I've gotten something that is too much before. I'm telling you. Sometimes I'll be I'll asking God, "This is just too much." Like I'm writing, I, ah, it's too. You know, you know, it's like you're just flowing. <sighs> too much. And you know, the too much that you see physically starts from the too much that takes place in you. Because it's a blessing that he's talking about. Not blessings. A blessing. An empowerment. So great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. You won't have enough room to take it in. You know, one of the areas that, you know, I've been observing, God is blessing us. I mean, I don't know. I I, I, I mean, you know, when you read that thing that God will bless you in farming, you know, you read it in the Bible that He will bless you in farming. You know, it used to be a whatever. How come it is in the days of coronavirus and lockdown that this church has been more blessed than ever? No, I'm serious. (laughs) More than in the history of this church. This year we'll be more financially blessed. More than the issue of this church, we have been more blessed with hands to labor. I mean, you know, sometimes I'm going from meeting to meeting, and these are people like people creative, solid people all over the country from California, from whatever, and we're sitting down and they are plotting the vision that God has given us, and they are taking it for free. I'm telling you, open heaven is real. Put me to the test. I say, put me to the test. Put me to the test. Put me to the test. So, I am going to come back to this because, let me, let me quickly review what I have said about open heaven. The first one, how to experience open heavens, upgrade your thoughts, and what? In a talk. That is important. How you say it. Oh, even if God opens the windows of heaven, you know, it can never happen. So it won't happen to you. Change your thought. And I, I've been using Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 6 to teach this because those, some, someone on the mountain is Jesus teaching us how the kingdom works, how heaven on earth works. That's what the someone on the mountain is, right? So Jesus said, take no thought for your life or don't worry about your life or you shall drink. Don't worry means don't worry. If you worry, you are committing a sin. Because it's an express disobedience of the commandment. Don't worry about what your life, what you shall drink. Ah, but Jesus, ah, but Jesus. No, just obey. Don't worry. Let me tell your neighbor say, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> be happy. Just be happy. Be like a child. Be like a child. Can you imagine JJ? JJ is not worried about anything. I saw him yesterday. The video, passed, someone posted. He was dancing with his shadows. I'm like, I need to get to that now. <laughs> I like watching kids, you know, and, you know, to take my kingdom manifestation to a new level. So, I, mean, I need to look at my shadows. I just, you should see the video. He was dancing with his shadow. I'm talking to it. <laughs> Like, this guy is having fun. And you see the thing just radiate. You know, when you watch, you just start laughing. No matter what, you know, it just comes to you. Man, what atmosphere do you carry? Do people just burst into laughter when they see you? Or do do you carry heaviness? Everywhere. (sighs) You are the one that has the weight of the world on your head. And everybody is wrong but you. Everybody has done you wrong. This one did not do. This one you are the only one that is doing what is right. No, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. So upgrade your inner talk. So we've spent about two weeks. Last uh, week I also told number two, manage your energy levels. Manage your energy levels. I was manage your energy levels. So stay high. I said thoughts carry energy levels. Your environment carries energy levels. Order around you. Colors, arrangements of furniture, smells, sounds, plants. There's a reason why God puts plants on the planet. There's a reason why he put all these animals in Eden. God was, Eden was an atmosphere that God created for his first man to function in the kingdom. You guys get what I'm saying? It, was, it created an atmosphere, a garden of delight. In such a way that as, you know, Adam was moving around, the atmosphere was cool. Cool. So God looked at everything, behold, it was smooth. And he now gave me a beautiful babe also in the atmosphere. You know, I'm get to that. <laughs> like, you know, everything. He said, food, good to the eye. He said the garden was full of all pleasant things can you imagine if adam was created you know god saw this and everything was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep he didn't create his man because he knew that the man that is creating to walk in dominion will not be able to function except that man is in an atmosphere similar to the one that he is in so he had to transfer everyone to the earth before he put the man there and then he now said go ahead and live. go ahead and thrive go ahead and create a lot of us were not living in Eden. Our house is without form, void, and darkness is upon the day face of the deep. That's the atmosphere we live in. That's the atmosphere we wake up in. I'm telling my kids, teenagers, I enter their room, it's clothes all over the place, I don't want to embarrass. Like, how can you live in this? Like, so You know, you're trying to walk, and then it's like you have to. You know, those games. No, no, no. Clear it out. Clear it. Clear it out. Clear it out. Clear it out. No, seriously. If all that we do for December. I mean, for this thing, the experience is get to our houses, clear everything. What you don't need, give it out. From your wardrobe, shoes. Things that you have kept hidden for for the past five years. You have never worn If you have never worn something for two years, what is it doing in your house? (laughs) What do you plan to do? Give it to your grandchildren? (laughs) They're not going to be wearing what you're wearing in those days. You'll be old school. <laughs> old school, give it out, clear your house, create a vacuum for the kingdom, create a vacuum for the blessing. Do you get it? nature up us a vacuum, a vacuum, right? That's a principle of physics. That whenever there's a vacuum, something comes to fill it up. It's a kingdom principle. Whenever you clear out something else comes to fill it up. You know, I'm sharing some things with you. That's the, you know, that principle is the reason why I do a, a bunch of things. I clear myself out of certain tasks. Sometimes, in leading, I clear myself out of it because it has to be filled. You have to keep clearing. Tell anybody, you have to keep clearing. If you want to keep expanding, you have to be clearing, like creating vacuums, 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 creating vacuums because something must fill it. It's the law. The process of vision is creating a vacuum. The words of saying, you're going to get this, we're going to do this, and there's nothing there to do it, but you set it out that this is going to be done. You created a vacuum that must be filled. It's a principle of the kingdom. You know what people do? Instead of creating a vacuum, they're all done to the old. They're all done to that thing. They're all done. And so everything that is trying to come in, cannot come in. Because there's no vacuum, there's no space. Make space for the kingdom. Make space for the kingdom. Make space in your schedule. That's what the Sabbath and all those things say. Create space. Create space. Create space. Make space in your schedule. Make space. Make make space in your finances. When you give out, you are creating a vacuum for something else to fill it up. Do you get it? There must be a cycle. You cannot. Your old on is going to decay. Your old on is going to stop the flow of new things. Create a vacuum. Thank you. So, your env- our environment matters a lot in how we feel and how you feel, whether you are, you know, in righteousness, peace, and joy or not, uh, you know, affects how the kingdom is manifested in your life. So, your inputs. What are you watching on TV? Are you watching, you know, things that make you feel good or things that make you feel bad? That's important. Order. They said God says everybody should have a spade and an equipment to dig a hole because God is walking around and He doesn't want to see anything bad or He will not come. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's not scripture. It's John Wesley that said it, but it's very true. So let's clean out. Everybody say clean out. Feel the energy. Clean out the alcohol in your house. Marijuana. All those things, they, they pretend as if they are giving you new, fresh energy, but then after you have taken them, you lose, you know? You just find yourself, like your total energy is depleted. I'm not talking, some people take it medicinally and all that. I'm not a doctor. All, but I'm just saying generally, things that alter your state. Do you get what I'm saying? That alter your state and all that, they deplete you of energy. And you find yourself not being able to function. What music do you listen to? Get music with peaceful themes. Music that inspires you. Music with kingdom themes. Movies with kingdom themes. And all that. Bring me someone who can play the harp. Second Kings 3.15 And while the harp was being played, the power of God came upon Elisha of God came upon him. Uh, when Saul was having depression, he said, David came and started playing and the evil spirit departed just because of music. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. So, so that's how we avoid low energy people. I already told you. People bring energy into your life too. Be around high energy people. Proverbs twenty-two 24, Don't be, befriend angry people Associate with all tempered people. Or you will learn to be like them and you endanger your soul. So if people deplete your energy, it doesn't mean that you hate them. It doesn't mean that you are cutting off from them or whatever. Just make sure that you, rest- you restrict your interactions with them. So that you can stay high. When you are, you know, and when you are high, you are able to talk and whatever, that's fine. But don't allow people to transfer their energy to you. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You are high and then you meet somebody who is worrying about life. And you talk and the next thing you are worrying about life. Because these things are transferable, especially if you live in that atmosphere. If you have a roommate that lives in that atmosphere, you better start confessing loud, playing music, doing whatever to make sure that you counteract that atmosphere. Because it's going to affect you. All right, so get around nature, walk in nature. So let me go to the one I want to talk about today because of my time. The next thing, key thing, practice generosity. Practice what? Generosity. If you want open heavens, practice generosity. Practice generosity. Woo! Practice generosity. Malachi chapter three and verse ten to eleven. So I told you. I told you that we're going to get back to this thing. So bring all the fights t- into the storehouse. So that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you, and I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Verse 11. Verse 11. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe. Says the Lord of Heaven's armies. Verse 12. I love it. Verse 12. You have to read everything. Verse 12, please. Then all nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight. Says the Lord of Heaven's armies. Your land, your your family, your ministry, whatever it is, it will be such a delight that people will be calling you. Wow, what a blessed person this person is! So, the question people ask is this: uh, This passage is in the Old Testament, so does it apply in the New Testament? <laughs> I, lie to my, I laugh to myself, you know, when people ask me that question um, because. There are many passages in scriptures uh, in the Old Testament that the same people generously apply in the New Testament. So what I want to tell you is that the practice, the practice of the tithe and all that is not expressly commanded in the New Testament. But the principle, I must say the principle, the principle of that was behind that practice in the Old Testament is an eternal principle. So, for example, you read the scripture like, "If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and then I will heal their land." And then I will do that. Second Chronicles seven fourteen is an Old Testament scripture, right? But the principle transfers to the New Testament. It's the same God that is talking, and I can give you more, 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 more like that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It makes me feel like angry person. It's an Old Testament passage, right? But the principle of God being your shepherd transfers what? To the New Testament. So, the practice can be modified, but the principle, ever say the principle, in let me just say what the principles within it is transferred. Because, you know what? that passage, go back to the first one. What is simply teaching you is what I want to show you today when I talk about experiencing open heavens in your life. What is teaching you basically is that, so it said, bring all the fights into the store. So in those days, let me, tell, let me just give you the practice first that they used today. So it was an agricultural agrarian, um, what do you call it? Society. So people planted, right? So they will bring... A portion of their produce. Do you get it? So they will bring it to the house so that there can be food in the temple. Guess what? For who? The Levite. The what the Levites were the people who took care of the temple. So I'm telling you what the principle, the way it was, right? The, the Levites will also take a tithe of the tithe, like they will take a tenth of it, right? And then they will use it. And then also, so first of all, the first principle that you can learn from this is that whenever you have productivity in your life, listen. Whenever you have just let's just do principle. Let's not go practice. Whenever you have productivity in your life, you are not supposed to hit it alone. Principle number one, right? Whenever there's productivity in your life, either financial or whatever, you are not supposed to consume it alone. A portion of it must be used, right? Must be used to accomplish the kingdom purpose. You know that was? You must bring a portion of what you earn into the same kingdom flow that we're talking about so that that kingdom continues to expand and bless other people. That's principle number one, that we can learn there. And this principle I'm talking about, because these things are very, they are very universal. Even non-believers, companies and all that, they understand it. They understand that if you you take all your profits and then you eat it on yourself, you are not going to be a successful company. So you will see them, they will set up uh, foundations, they will set up different things, they will set up and begin to do that. It's, it's, It's a universal principle it's a principle that is put in nature you cannot eat and not go to the bathroom you cannot drink and not go to the bathroom you cannot breathe in and not breathe out it's part of the system so anybody who is getting income right or getting productivity and it's not giving out out of his own family realm out of your own use right your own use that you are taking it out of what you can what can be used for you and taking it to to be used beyond yourself, you are violating that principle. And you are going to keep studying, struggling because heaven will be closed. You are not going to be, you know, I'll tell you what, what I mean. You are not going to be in the disposition of receiving. I will show you now inside of yourself. It's not like God just closed heaven or whatever. No, it's within yourself. Yeah, I will show you what, what generosity does inside of you that opens you up and what stinginess does. You are closed up. You are closed up to new ideas. You are closed up to new revelation. There's something about the flow of the kingdom and of the system that it only works and flows and releases the best that it has for people who are flowing into it. Who are flowing into it. Pressing into it. Working into it. And using their finances, using everything into it. It releases the best into you. Take it from somebody who experiences it. So that's the first principle. So is that I will open the windows of heaven for you, and I'll pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. So basically, when you begin to uh, to whenever you have productivity and you separate a part of it to do something else outside of yourself to bless other people, there's an opening that begins to take place. That's the second part of the principle. There's there's some things begin to open for you. Heaven here is what is useful, right? The kingdom begins to break for you. Like, things begin to open for you. Things begin to for you when you do that. That's number two. Notice... It, it didn't say anything here, anything yet about physical blessings. No, there is a spiritual place that you just get to where the torrent that I've been talking about, the vortex I've been talking about, the faucets that I've been talking about, right? The spigots that I've been talking about is just open on you in ideas, concepts, insights, revelations, favors, and all that. You try it. That's what it was in there. You try it. Not try it one month. I'm talking about you try it for a consistent period of time where anytime you receive income, you separate a part of it instantly, first of all, before you use it and say, this part is not for me. This part is for me to get the kingdom going. You do that and you do that over a period of, a period of, of, uh, sorry, over some period. Things just open up for you. And this just have to, doesn't have to be about the tithe. It could be you are giving, you know, something like, you know, just giving something. Like my wife decided one time that, you know, she was just going to, every income she has, she was going to send one to her, uh, to her mentor. So the moment she gets income, she would just separate. I was watching her. She would just separate a pathway to her mentor. Consistently, consistently, consistently. Just doing that. Just watching her, And just doing it, doing, doing, doing it. Now, God just begins to open doors for her similar doors, whatever, and income, you know, apart from my work, coming, uh, speak, you know, do this and all that. She was just doing it consistently. Just doing that. That's the way, that's the way this thing works. It, it opens up something for you that you can't experience. I don't know how to tell you in words, but I can, t- I can show you by experience how it works. Amen okay let's 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 see um it will be so great that you won't have enough to take it in in other words there's an overwhelming i mean it's just it's just more than what you will more than what you will earn more than what you will that it just takes you into a new realm of a a flow a flow and then the overflow of that flow verse 11 the overflow of that flow verse 11 is your crops be abundant i will guard your so for you crops is your work your children your family I guard them from insects. So, that same kingdom that you are sowing into begins to protect you. How does it do? It guides you, it leads you so that you don't go to where, you know, this person, you know, this way you are going to lose. You don't make decisions that you are going to lose or do whatever. Reduces your expenses, reduces all those kind of things. Just one of some people are just living in that world that it seems as if the troubles that other people are going through is not just coming near them. Not because they are different. Don't, it's just, they are just living under a different heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? Because of what they are doing. And you see some people, they go from misfortune to misfortune. But the problem is that the income that they have, they have been eating it. They have not thought beyond themselves. I've been tightening for... I'm 46 now. I've been tightening since I was like... Um, maybe like 18 or so. Right now, my finances touches people in nations. I'm talking about my personal finances, my personal finances touches people in nations. I can't say there's hardly a week that goes by that I don't send something to somebody in one nation or the other personally. But it never stops flowing. Or use, not just even finances, but use what I have, you know, because this principle of generosity goes beyond just finances. Hallelujah. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe. Says the Lord of Heaven's army. Verse 12. Then all nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight. People will begin to look at your life that is just something you need. Your family, your whatever, and be blessed. So, because of my time, I have uh, 14 minutes. Let me go, quickly go to, um, I want to take it, so, I want to take it to the teaching of Jesus, into the New Testament. I just explained the principle. So in the, in the uh what do you call it? In the New Testament, under the the Lord's prayer and all that, Jesus also began to talk about that in the Salmon on the Mount. So let's look at some of the things that Jesus said. Are you guys ready? Are you ready for something to hit you right now? Okay, so Matthew 6, 23. We've been reading it. We're talking, you know, Jesus was teaching us about open heavens there, how to live on that heaven. So, it says let's start from verse uh verse 20 22 verse 20 i want you all to pay attention Bring in that but i want to show you say, your high is the lamb that provides light for your body see I'm, I'm trying to teach you what the tithe does what the giving i'm talking what generosity does to you that it opens up heaven It's something that takes place in you in yourself not something happening outside of you it's an opening in you that just take you to a new level that's what i'm trying so the eye is a lamp that provides light for your body when your eye is good everybody say eye is good your whole body is filled with light so say, say the, the my say the embodiment say say the embodiment of my life is shining. You know, he said you'll be a some land, right? Everybody will call you blessed. The, the, your light, they say, shine about your enti- the entire embodiment. But he's saying that this is linked to the kind of high that you have, right? So, your body, when your body, your fo- body is filled with light, right? Verse 23, when you, your high is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is So there's something in here. Uh, they, they Go back to the previous one. The translation, you know, some of these modern translations, go please, give me the KJV there. Uh, they are very good sometimes, but the word used there in the Greek for the bad, it's not bad that was used for this one. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, in the first one, the word, of course, the word is evil, right? The second one, the second verse, verse 23, please. The second verse, if you're high, no, sorry, the first one. The, this one is correct, evil. Now, the light of the body is there, therefore your eye be single. That's the correct translation. Everybody say single. Modern translation because they don't understand what that is or whatever. They make it if your eye is good. The word used in that place, of course, is, uh no, let me not go into that. I think I'll go too deep. But Let me show you something, so. So let's let analyze this thing. What does an evil high mean? Verse 23. What does it mean to have an evil high? You guys are going to tell me today whether you have an evil high or a good high. Are you ready? Are you ready? So let's do some Bible study. Deuteronomy fifteen nineteen. You guys are going to tell me what an evil high is. We're going to read some passage. Deuteronomy chapter 15. Verse 9. 15 verse 9. So you tell me. Don't, don't you give me NLT. Don't give me NLT for this one. So. Uh, yeah, let's do KJV for now. NLT will help us get it. So look at it. Say, said, everybody want to go? The seventh year. The year of release is at hand. And your high behavior against your poor brother and you give him nothing and the cry of the lord against you and it becomes sin among you so your high is evil against your poor brother and then you give him nothing this is the uh, the year of uh, what they call the year of jubilee right when you are supposed to forgive everybody's uh, debt and whatever, so they now say, be careful that during that year, when you are supposed to bless everybody and all that, you you have an evil eye to your brother and you refuse to give him, and then he cries to the Lord against you. So you will see that an evil eye. We're beginning to learn that an evil eye. Let me give it to you because of our time. An evil eye is a way of thinking. Say your thought is a way of thinking that does not want to give others what is due to them. There are some things that are due to some people. You you must not withhold it. There are certain things that you have, right? That is due to some people. Romans 13 verse 7 to 8 says, Render therefore to all their due. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear is due. And honor to whom honor is due. So, listen, the way I interpret it in my life, everybody, and then verse 8, Oh, no man, anything. But what? Love. So, the way I interpret it in my life, and that's what he's saying, everybody in my life, I hold them something. And that's love. They are suddenly due to everyone. Some people, honor is due. Parents. Past My pastors, my leaders, my, like, everybody around me, even my children, my wife, every, they say there's something due to everyone. The evil eye is when you are supposed to offer what is due to people, right? You want to withhold it. There's things due to your church, things due to, I mean, we, we have things due, due. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? So, you're seeing, if your, remember, if your heart be evil, your body will be full of what? Darkness. I'm trying to show you what the evil eye means by tracing it through the Bible. Let's read another one Deuteronomy 28, verse 55. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 55. Let's roll it very fast. One, two, everybody, one, two, let's go. So that he will not give, oh, okay, verse, I think we have to start from verse 54 to be able to get, you know, so that is something. Verse 54, please. One, two, go. Let's go. So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate his high shall be evil towards his brother, towards his wife of his bosom and towards the remnant of his children which he shall leave. So the guy's eye is evil, right? So what will happen as a result of that? Verse 54. So that he will not give to any of them, of the flesh of his children, whom he shall eat. Because he had nothing left in the siege and in the straightness wherewith your enemy shall distress you in all that. Case. So this guy, the evil eye of the guy is, really, is shown in the way the guy even, the guy will hide what he has and will even give it to his wife and his children. <laughs> That's a evil eye husband. I'm the only one. I mean, when I see sometimes wife and husband, they are fighting. Please, husband, listen to me. Husband, listen to me. The prosperity of your wife is your prosperity. And it's your responsibility. I mean, I I, I am surprised. You say, uh, you know, he must not touch, her name shall not be on the house. She must not, uh, you know, do this. She must not, she must not, she must not you have an evil eye and your life is full of darkness you start losing everything you lose that woman you lose your children, you lose everything because you have an evil eye what you are supposed to do is that you are supposed to see your wife prosper the same thing Wife, you are supposed to see your husband prosper you are supposed to, you know, to, to rejoice as they go up don't restrict your wives I don't know who I'm talking to don't restrict your wife the woman is the glory of the man. I tell my wife, I said, as long as you are shining, as long as you look good, I'm good. You know, I put on my cardigan and everything. But just make sure that you, <laughs> make sure you are stunning. I said, just make sure that you are stunning. And when people look at you, as long as they see you that you are fine, they will overlook me. You know that I'm okay. The woman is the glory of the man. He said, the woman shall surround the man. No, I'm talking about wives and husbands now. Why? You, you are eating everything, driving the best, doing whatever, and your wife is struggling. Oh, you have an evil eye. You have an evil eye. Give the best in the house to your wife. Give the best in the house to your wife. Open up your finances to your wife. Give the best. Give the best. And you will enjoy the best. One one or two more so that we can understand what the evil eye is. Are you ready? Proverbs 23 from verse 6 to 7 to 8. Eat. Everybody want to? Let's go. Eat not the bread of him. I say be careful of people who have evil eyes. Be careful <laughs> because listen, neither desire is what is dainty meat. Why? Verse 27. For as he so you know that scripture, as he thinketh in his heart, as he thinketh in his heart, it's coming from this evil eye thing, it's actually a way of thinking. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. He tells you, eat and drink, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit, verse 8, if you eat it, the muscle which you have eaten, you will vomit up. And you will lose your sweet words. So listen, the evil eye in this place is talking about, oh my Lord. is a way of thinking that is not genuinely generous. It is pretentious and it is dangerous to those around. People that will be laughing at you, they'll be saying, oh, what a girl, you just had a baby. Wonderful. When they are, they're like, I wish you did not have that baby. That's what he's talking about there. He said those kind of people are even dangerous to you. You know, you guys go and study evil eye. Just type it into Google. I don't want to go into all the other ones. You see some of people like Kim Kardashian, they wear this eye thing because they are from that thing, they wear necklace with the evil eye there. You know, there's that belief that when an evil eye looks at you with envy, it actually carries something that begins to affect what you have. That's why, I I mean, I don't, I believe it's superstitious, right? But me, when I put something on Facebook, right, or Instagram, you will notice that when I put anything up on Facebook, I always say, I want to thank God, or I thank God, because appreciation is what keeps the evil eye from you. When I put my children up, or anything up, you will see there, Thanking God for this, but those of you that just expose your new car, hey, see my new job. I was so smart and whatever. The next thing, all their eyes will look at it, and somebody in their heart who will say, "Hey, hello, thank you," whatever does not have it will cast something on it, unknown, and before you know, you are struggling in that job. People that were coming from our older world, they will say that when your when your con is ripen or your yam cover it cover it a little <laughs> i like cover it a little many of you before you do anything you, are, you have not started the business so, right you just had the idea of the business you go and put it on facebook i just had the idea of a business and the business is going to do this and this and this and, and the next that's the last thing you hear about the business You see me, there are many things I have in my heart right now. There are things that even that concerns this church and whatever that I've not even told anyone. There's a project I'm working on right now. Only maybe a few people pastor my pastor, some people know about that. I'm working on right now that I will announce, but I don't say it out. Not because anybody, but the thing is that you have you have to understand how these things work. But your protection is if you yourself. You are always appreciative. Nobody can touch. He said, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and has no sorrow with it. When God gives you something, nobody can curse who God has not cursed. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why whatever you show to people has to be done with the spirit of appreciation and thanking God. Do you get what I'm saying? Can I get an amen, everybody? Please play something for me. Thank you. The Hebrew high. Uh... Let me quickly, let me, let me, let me quickly finish this one I'm going to end with that. Are you ready? Proverbs 28, verse 22, quickly. Proverbs 28, verse 22. It says, one, to let let's read everybody. Want to go. He that has things after riches has an evil eye and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. So these are people that are so consumed about money. You know see what Jesus said? If your eye be evil, therefore, therefore, you cannot serve God and mammon. Do you understand? You see why he was using it? He's using something that a lot of people are not familiar with. It's a terminology is an idiomatic expression. You know, in Aramaic. So, an evil eye is a stingy disposition. If you go to NLT, yeah, please show it. NLT of that passage says, He that is stingy or greedy people try to get rich quick. They don't realize that they are headed for poverty. I don't know NIV or whatever says stingy people. So, it's a way of thinking. That is greedy, yeah, stingy. They are stingy, they are eager to get rich, but they don't they are not aware that even with their stinginess, even if they get money, poverty is where they're gonna land. They're going to land there because the kingdom, this thing doesn't work by you trying to get for yourself, it works by you trying to spread Matthew 28 to 15. Let's do KJV again. This is so interesting. So because of time, I will explain this thing to you. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the parable. So the parable was the parable of the of the Lord, who had a vineyard. And he saw some people that were lazy. I'm sorry, sorry they were idle. He said, come and walk there. So they came in and they walked there. Then he saw some people like a level tower, right? He told them to come and walk too. So at the end, this is at the end. So when the evening was come, The Lord of the vineyard said to his steward, call the laborers and give them their hire. Beginning from the last unto the first. I love it. The last to the first. Did you guys get what I'm saying? It started from the people that came in last. And then went to the first. He's trying to show us something. You know, one of the worst things that place you can be it's for you to see somebody who started after you started. Who is younger than you. I remember those days. I used to you know, I had an evil eye towards people like Joel Austin. I had an evil eye towards people that they are, you know, they are, you know, their dad did the work. You understand? Like are, their dad worked for 20, 50 something years. And they just come in. And they just say something and then... like everybody i'm like these people they didn't work for (laughs) seriously i used to get angry on tb and then to myself until i was like you have an evil eye towards these people you have an evil eye it was a jealousy it was a jealous spirit i see we we have been cracking our head from africa we have even gone to places that you have never gone to but you you just (laughs) it was an evil eye and a lot of people they will go and be preaching Against such people, they are preaching their evil eye, but they will be mingling with the Bible. They are jealous. Look at this guy. This is what I was talking about. It. When evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard said to his servant, call the laborers and give them their hire. Beginning from last until the first. That's nice. So some people, they came into church after you, but they will start doing some things that you have been dreaming of doing forever. That's the way the God works. When they came, that were hired at the 11th hour. They received every man a penny. So, penny, 11th hour. People that came later, a penny. Then, verse 10. So, first of all, gave those people that came later. Verse 10. But when they first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. Ah! Penny for both of us? I've been working from money. They just came 11th hour. You gave them the same amount, and you can't give them first. Grace. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house. Murmuring. Verse 12. Look at it. Verse 12. Verse 12, please. Verse 12. Saying, This last have wrought for one hour. They only work for one hour. And you have made them equal to us, which upon the burden of the heat of the day. You just made them equal to us like that. All these young kids, you know, and all that. you know. And then suddenly, what's the name of that guy in Oklahoma? Um, uh, relationship goals. <laughs> My toy, you know, <laughs> probably when it was in the world, I was I was already preaching in a su you know, like going over my lay fair, whatever. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying you get know what I'm saying. I'm just talking about the kind of thought that go through our minds. This last have wrought but one hour, and you have made them equal to us, which are born the burden and heat of the day. But answered one of them and said, friend. I do thee no wrong. Did thou not agree with me for a penny? Now listen, verse 14. Verse 14. This is where I'm going. Verse 14. Verse 14. Take what is yours and go your way. I will give unto the last, even also to the last unto you. Verse 15. Verse 15. Is it not lawful for me to do what I have in mind? Is your high, everybody really want to go? Is your high evil? <laughs> Because I am what <laughs> good. <laughs> Question to you watching me online is your eye evil? Because God is good to some people. The evil eye is an inner disposition that is sad when other people are favored. It's an inner disposition of sadness when other people. So, because of my time, I will continue next week. The way you conquer the evil high is you have to develop a generous high. Proverbs twenty-two verse nine. You have to develop a generous high. Proverbs twenty-two and verse nine. He that has what a bountiful high shall be blessed. Why? For it gives. Of his what of his bread his bread his own his own sustenance to the poor a bountiful high NKJV NKJV says he that had a generous high will be blessed So listen the principle of generosity which the tithes practice in the Old Testament was speaking about and which Jesus was teaching us in this place, It's one of the ways that you maintain open heavens over your life. You must make it a practice. Everybody say a practice. Say a practice to be generous. You must make it a practice to be generous. Luke chapter 6, 37 to 38. Luke 6, 37 to 38. You can go NLT. You can go anywhere you want to go right now. 36 to 38. And Luke, 6, 30. Luke 6, 37 to 38. Quickly. but let's read one to go. Do not judge. And you will not be judged. Do not condemn. And you know what? Forgive and what? Verse 38. One, two, let's go give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use measure to you now I know people are thinking of money now Psh, money is the lowest power but money does something listen what he was talking about is the previous verse go back to the previous verse About the previous verse look at what we was talking about there Judgment. Condemnation. Forgiveness or not forgiveness. Evil eye. Thoughts. Inside. So even if you are giving money. And while you are giving that money. What is going on inside of you. Is those. It is not the money that you are going to receive back. It didn't say you are going to receive the money back. When you are giving. And In giving. You are giving joy. You are giving happiness. The money is representing happiness. The money is representing faith. It's representing excitement. What happens is that something opens up inside of you, too, that excitement and happiness and joy and celebration will always come around you. So it's not about money. People give money. People do all kinds of things. I give money to the poor and I have no love. It profited me nothing. It is what is going on when you are giving that matters. It is what is going on when you, come on, stand up everybody and say, it is what is going on in me. When I am giving, that is what I am truly giving. What is going on when I see Ugo blessed is what I am giving. What is going on when I see David blessed is what I am giving. Because I could give him a thousand dollars, but inside my heart, I am sad about his blessing. What I'm truly giving is the sadness. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when I learned that and I'll say, oh, I now see, I now see. So whenever I want to give, the first thing I do is I make sure my heart is conditioned. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his alignment. Okay. So I lie. Okay. I want to give to Liz right now. Check my heart. Am I cheerful? Yes and I thank God for why? I start thinking of what she does and, I want, and so when I give to her what I'm giving is what I'm feeling and that is what is going to reverberate in the kingdom and recycle back to me and before you know it all around you things are recycling back to you sometimes they will come as a form of money sometimes it's not money they're gonna come they'll come as a as, as a form of uh, opportunity so they'll come as a form of help they'll come they coming from every direction joy all around you peace all around you forgiveness all around you mercy all around you and you don't have to think of oh if I give it to this person let me give you one last passage and I'm, I'm gonna have you know imagine the last the last the last, the last verse in Matthew chapter 5 you see, you don't have You don't have to think of, okay, so what are they going to do with it? Oh, so, you know, what did that person do to me? No, 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 no. Giving is unconditional. Are you listening? It's unconditional. Bless. The man is an homeless man on the street. Okay, if your heart is moved, bless that person and release it. You know, when we're doing the food distribution, right? David, when we're doing food distribution on the north side, please show you. Yeah, good when we were doing, go back to the verses before it, I will end with that we are doing it, some of them, you know, all of them had to, they had to send messages to me and chat with me so I saw certain people that would say, my husband and I, and they are guys my husband and I, we need help other ones, you know, so we distributed to a lesbian we went to a, a, a gay couple, gave them food, remember? The guy was telling us about how he and his, he and his husband and whatever. I don't agree with it. I don't judge. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is I am following. I'm trying to teach you something. Like let giving just flow. If you love those who love you, what reward do you get? And not even the task collectors doing that. Next verse. Verse forty-six. And if you greet only your own people. What are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. How? The perfection there is not like, be perfect, don't say no. He said, be aligned. Be like your father. What does he do? Next verse. He said, he gives the rain. I think he's talked about it before. He said, he causes his rain. Please, so He said, he causes his rain to shine upon the just and upon the unjust. Can you might give God withhold rain and say he's gonna withdraw rain from those people know he gives out, he gives out, he gives out, and you too, you need to get into the flow, get into the flow and become a giver, amen. Become what a giver. Okay, I want to give, it. you know, you know, oh man, I'll get to, I'll, I'll talk more about it because it's so powerful. i will talking about more about it last week but I have to stop today. Lift up your hand right now. I don't know what God has spoken to you today. Do you have a generous high or do you have do you have an evil eye? Begin to just talk to the Lord right now. And say today. Today. Everybody that you are jealous about. Everybody. That's feeling of jealousy. We all go through it sometimes. Envy. You know. Deal with that thing today. I say from today. I'm going to start celebrating. I'm supposed to start giving. Without condition. When people are honored. When people are blessed. When people are blessed. I will be blessed with them. I will be joyful with them. I refuse to have an evil eye. I choose to celebrate everyone. I choose to celebrate every progress. I choose to celebrate the move of the kingdom everywhere. I will celebrate people's love. people. I will celebrate people's progress. I will celebrate people's breakthrough and I will give to people's breakthrough. I will I will release out of my life, out of myself to bless people, to raise people. I will I refuse to allow And he will hide within myself. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Thank you, Lord, because you are teaching us how to live under open heavens. And so, Lord, I just pray right now that at this moment, the spirit of greed, stinginess, envy, jealousy, restrictions, that stop us from walking in the flow of your kingdom. I pray that those things be removed from the heart of your people now in the name of Jesus. Every form of unforgiveness. Take it away in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for releasing us within ourselves to have a single high. A high that sees God in everyone and sees God in everything. A high that is generous. That is generous because it knows God is abundance. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that kind of a bountiful high. In Jesus' name we'll pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.